Well, Marcus, we can't start today's episode without thanking our wonderful sponsors. We'll start off with Gavos Freight Solutions. Capital Edge. Millionmar. Retrojet Prince. Without these wonderful people, we couldn't do the things that we do and bring you the guests that we do. So if you could take a moment to check them out and all our podcast descriptions and Instagram pictures and all the rest of it, it'd be a big help to us and to them. But without further ado, we'll get into the episode. You got a bit carried away, Brendan. That's not like Brendan to get carried away, is it? No. What a time to be alive. Two ago. Disposal efficiency. Pressure point. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 84 of the Pressure Point podcast, our part two of our Movember special and this week we've reversed roles and Big Quinn's uh, in, the, in the hot seat and I'm, uh, I'm asking the questions so uh, it's a bit different but uh, Quinn, welcome mate, how are you feeling? Good mate, good. It's uh, yeah, a little bit nervous. Don't know uh, what's going to come out or you know how I'm going to feel about doing this but I'm, I'm excited. I think it'll be a good thing for me so yeah, no, I'm pretty keen to Get cracking with it all. Yeah, for sure. I mean, first like first off the bat, I just want to thank everyone for all the love and support after last week. The The feedback was overwhelming, to be honest. It was um, incredible and, um, yeah, just made us made us so happy and so appreciative that we were able to do to do this. And it, um, um, it was great. And just people reaching out saying that it, it helped them and, um, and it helped them open up and, and – wanting to do something about it so um yeah it, it's it means a lot to, to hear things like that so thank you to everyone for all the feedback last week i also i also yep. wanted to shout out a, a couple of mentions yep um i wanted to shout out to daryl Lindsay, lisa hall and bruce harkins who thought it was appropriate to angry react a men's mental health post on facebook and lisa even went to the trouble of posting a, a gif of a, a, a poo <laughs> and saying here is a poo for you for this unwanted spam so thanks to that lisa hall i hope you're listening to this episode and we'll be sure to spam you next time as well that's right no, that's right we'll, we'll see you when this uh when this this episode gets aired i'm sure that's it yeah, absolutely looking, be in the comments. Forward, looking forward to it yeah. we, we love the we love the appreciation so. that's right well we don't we don't uh worry about those kinds of people we worry about the people that we love and the people that love us so um yeah so and you're one of them mate so hey stop, stop it you <laughs> so um yeah, so I guess we'll we'll get straight into it. We'll um we'll, we'll do like we'll do a pretty similar setup to what we did last last episode, where we'll start with the hero highlight and then get into the hardship. Um, so we'll start off as as drink as, as Quinn drinks his uh, is that what is that bubble it's a cold, tea cold brew st- cold brew from Starbucks. Okay, yeah. This whole time I thought it was a bubble tea. Yeah. I know, but no, no, not a big tea man. Okay. So I just thought I need a bit of a coffee. I've had a, had a big day at work. Yeah, um, helps ease the nerves a little bit as well. I'm a big coffee man, so yeah. Well, did you want to? We, we're talking about putting Harry Potter on. Is that is that going to help as well? Ease your nerves? Uh, it could. It may. I know you've got uh, Spider Man on the PS5 there, so that <laughs> if you chuck that on, that actually might help a little bit. Although I might not answer too many questions. Yeah. I, re- I reckon we'll just roll with it. We'll just <laughs> uh, roll with it. Let's get into it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah. So we'll start with the Triple H as we did last week. So we'll start with your hero. Yeah, this I've been thinking about this one for a couple of weeks now since we thought of this and I've got a few and I'm going to do what you did last week and list a couple of honourable mentions. Um, I'll start with, and it's a bit unusual because she's younger than me, but I'll start with my sister Ruby. Um, I thought about this one for a little while and it was probably unexpected for me as well, but just her work ethic um, is probably a bit over the top and a bit too much, but I just, you know, the way she goes about things and the way she's always done it is just, it's inspiring um, and she's probably, I don't know if she wants me talking about this or not, but she's had her own mental demons herself that she's battling through and, 
you wouldn't know like the way she presents herself and carries herself through it and just sort of tries to make everybody else happy despite what she's going through. And like I said, in the way she works, I just, yeah, can't speak highly enough of her. Um, sorry, Abby, you haven't done anything impressive yet. So that's just for <laughs> Ruby. But, um, <laughs> then I guess, yeah, the, I guess the other ones up there are definitely like, like you said last week, your mum and dad, um, hard to go past mum as well. Like, you know, everything she's done for me, I wouldn't be the person I am without, you know, without my mum and my life. And, obviously done always puts me first before everybody else so really appreciate that and you know love her very much um despite you know we used to fight a fair bit back in the day but you know we it's all it's all behind us now um and then look it's obviously hard to pick the two apart but I think just in terms of who I aspire to be um and who I want to be in the future um I'd have to go with Matthew Richardson uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I, I'm sorry. No, nah, no. Nah. How did I know he'd get a name drop in this? I had to. No, no, no. In all, in all seriousness, and, and it's being serious now. Um, no. Nah, in terms of person, I'll actually look up to, and you know, I, I aspire to be when I'm older, especially as a dad and as a just a human. Is is my old man? Um, it's hard to pick him and mum apart, but I think just you know, being a bloke, same as me, it's probably a bit easier to relate to dad in that sense, and just you know, the way he is as a dad, he's. Honestly, the things that he does honestly shocks me sometimes with the... Yeah, I just don't know how to... Just, I can't go and explain it any better, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess my old, my old man's probably... If I had to pick one, yeah, it'd, it'd be my old man. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, I know your old man and he's a, he's a great fellow and he's a, he's a funny guy as well. He's great to be around. He's always uh, always making us laugh, which is great. He tries to. He tries yeah. to, that's for sure. I think he's passed <laughs> that gene on as well. So, you, <laughs> you hear me crack a couple of gags tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, Funny story about your dad. I think I don't think I've told you this. I think like the, probably the first few months of me knowing him, I thought his name was Paul. <laughs> he looks like a Paul. <laughs> I feel for some reason he introduced himself to me as Paul, but and then I I'm pretty sure I've called him Paul like during that time. And then someone said Joe, and I was like, okay, it's Joe. Yeah. There you go. Well, it's Joe. Yeah. Well, technically it's Giuseppe, being the Italian man that he is. But yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe for we'll, we'll go with English Joe. English translation. We'll but, go with Joe. But well, definitely you know, not Paul. Call him Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Thanks, Paul. All right, Dad. We'll call Paul's him Paul. Paul's my idol. <laughs> All right. We'll uh, we'll move on to your highlight then. Yeah. So this is a you've real stitched me up here, um, and I mentioned this to you yeah. before recording. You've stitched me up, but I've gone a bit of a different way. Um, and for those that don't understand, the reason why I said Marcus has stitched me up is Marcus's highlight was you know, his lovely girlfriend, Kristen. And I said to him, well, now if I don't say my girlfriend, I look like a piece of shit. <laughs> but if I do say my girlfriend, it looks like I'm just copying Marcus. So I've gone a bit of a different route here. And my highlight, I think, has come from a bit of a hardship, which I won't mention um, next. But for those that know, there's a bit of a funny story. Well, it wasn't funny at the time, but Elisa, my girlfriend, um, we had a trip booked and it was our first holiday together. We'd only been dating probably a handful of months and we're going to the Philippines and about two days before we flew, uh, I did realize that my passport was nowhere to be found after plenty of prompting from Elisa to look for it. And a few other people as well mentioned Quingo looked for this passport and I thought I knew where it was. And anyway, long story short, we missed about three days of our trip and I ended up dropping about 1500 bucks to get new flights, new passport quickly, whatever it was. So a lot of money. And I remember being so nervous because I thought it was a fresh relationship. I thought, geez, it, this has to be a deal breaker, doesn't it? Like the, I've ruined a trip. Um, you know, and we weren't obviously we're close, but like we weren't, you know, what we are now four years in. So I was extremely worried. Um, and then the trip went, went ahead, went fine. Um, like went really well, sorry, not fine. <laughs> it went really well. It was a good, great trip. Um, and, and all the rest of it. And then I guess the highlight then getting to that would be 
Um, a year or two later, we did a bit of a road trip, went to Sydney, went to a couple of festivals, drove up to Brisbane, all the rest of it. And I just remember being at this particular festival in Brisbane um, and it was just us two. And I remember thinking, what a turnaround this is from me forgetting my passport and being so nervous that like this could be the end of it and potentially ruining like arguably the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in that one moment. And then just remember being so happy and it was just so pure at that festival. And I thought like, this is just, this is just it, you know? And this mm. was probably two years ago now, whatever it is. And obviously it's grown since then. But I think that moment in particular, I remember thinking to myself, thank God it did. I didn't blow it. <laughs> like yeah. I, I really had the chance to blow it then and I didn't. So um, yeah, I think, that would be a highlight for me yeah. um, just behind the three Richmond premierships. Yeah, okay. There it is. So there's two Richmond drops already. And there's, yeah, there's more a- to come. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. Um, and yeah, if that, if that if you did blow it, then we wouldn't be doing this, would we? No, exactly right. So yeah. I think everything's meant to be. Yeah, um, exactly. And that, just, and that also just speaks for, I don't, I don't know if resilience is the right word or patience is probably the better one, but the patience of Elisa to, you know, stick behind me after blowing yeah. it like that and... It's not the only thing I've done. There's been a few things where I wouldn't have blamed her for just, you know, packing up shop. So, mm. um, but yeah, that was probably the big one. Ah, beautiful. Love that. Love that a lot. Um, all right. So here on Highlight are done. Let's move on to the hardship. And this is where, yeah, the bulk of, of the episode and the, and the story is. So if you're ready, we'll, we'll jump into the hardship. Yeah. Um, or hardships a, or yeah, whatever you want to yeah, go it's, down. It's probably more hardships, um, but I'll get started with it. I think... Probably, the, I've been pretty lucky. I've had a relatively cruisy life where I haven't really had anything to dwell on. Um, you know, you, I've lost all my grandparents now and that was obviously pretty tough, but sound sound bad saying it, but it wasn't like a massive hardship, I think. Um, obviously, it was tough for the first few weeks or whatever like that, but then you, you mourn as you do, but that probably wasn't it. I think the biggest one for me was um, my parents getting divorced. And I remember as a kid seeing a lot of my friends with divorced parents and I've always like, oh, you know, I'm going to be, we're going to be that family that, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be the family that, you know, has divorced parents and all that. And not that there's anything wrong with it. It was just, I didn't see that happening for my parents. Um, and then when it happened, I was pretty naive to it all as well. Cause it was, there was a bit of a build up to it. Um, I won't obviously go into details, but there was a bit of a build up to it all happening. And I was just sort of blissfully unaware. Um, and then I remember coming home from a holiday. I was gone for about a couple of months and came home and, you know, dad was, not living there anymore he's moved out down the road and it was I was a bit confused like why is this happening and I was just really unsure and I was old enough like I was like 1920 so it wasn't like I was a kid it was um but it still really shook me and I sort of played it off a little bit I know my sisters took it really hard um and I just sort of tried to be the brave face all the time and I think for a bit I convinced myself that it didn't really bother me um but then deep down it did um so that, yeah, that was a bit difficult and especially, you know, having to go visit my dad, which was something I just came home and did, you know what I mean? It was never anything separate. So that was tough. Um, and then not long after that, I found out that my mum had a, a brain tumour, um, which apparently wasn't cancerous or isn't cancerous because it's, it's still there, but it's in a spot that can't be operated on. So if it were to become cancerous, oh, you know, I guess, yeah, speaks for itself. Yeah. Um, and I think I was just really scared because um, I didn't know what was happening. I know what my mum's like as well, that I feel like if it was worse, she wouldn't say anything so we wouldn't worry. Um, so I guess, yeah, the divorce, then finding out this on top, it was just all a bit, it was a bit much. Like I just didn't really, and I, like I said, I just internalised it and didn't really say much um, as, you know, blokes tend to do, unfortunately. And then it was probably one night 
Um, and this is probably, apart from right now, this is the only other time I've ever opened up. It was one night on the way home and a mate was driving me home. Um, and I remember just, probably a few drinks deep as well, and I remember just absolutely bawling my eyes out, like the whole 35-minute drive home, whatever it was, because, you know, I was just scared. I was upset that my parents weren't together anymore. Um, and I think, like, the, the the family life wasn't the same. Like, you know, I'm, I used to, we used to be, like, you'd have dinner every night together as a family. Um, you know, you wanted to do something, you did it. To get, it was just, it, everything became hard. Christmas became hard. Everything started becoming more difficult. And it probably sounds petty, you know, because there's a lot of people that have been in my situation a lot longer. But I think just being so used to what I was used to, it was a bit of a shock to the system. Um, so, yeah, I guess that was probably... So this has all happened in like the space of like five years. Yeah, least, so yeah. The, the, I think parents parents split up probably back in 2016. Um, but like I said, the build-up had been for a lot longer mm. than that. I yep. was just too naive to realise it. Um, so I think it was 2016, it all sort of happened. Um, and then, yeah, I found out my mum had the, the tumour um, and all the rest of it. And then, yeah, so that was obviously a pretty tough period. Um, I had a few good things happen there as well, which I think masked it. Obviously, I'm, I met your sister. Um, sounds corny and <laughs> Richmond won a premiership, which, you know, I, you can understand as a football squad. That was a pretty big thing for yep. me. Um, so it sort of masked it for me a little bit, yep. which was good. But, yeah, I think that was probably um, the biggest one for me. And then I guess something like it's not really a hardship, but it's probably just something more I battle with internally. And that sort of even stems back to the last story about losing my passport and all that. And it's... I make, we make jokes about it all the time and it's like, oh, that's such a classic Quinn thing to do. Like, of course you did that, you know, or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, the other night, I was telling you, the other night I got home and was eating some snacks on the kitchen bench and then later found out that the chocolate I just bit into was a dog treat. And like, everyone's like, oh, that's, of course you did that, right? And it's like, that's funny. I'll give people, like, that's very funny. Um, but there are times where I think, like, why do I have to be that guy that, like, that's such a you thing to do? Um and I feel like I'm just a bit like, I don't want to say, I feel like just like a bit of a disappointment sometimes when that I do stuff like that. It's like, oh, did you forget to do this? I'm like, yeah, I did. I'm like, oh, classic. Like, people just expect that sort of stuff from me now. And I'm, it's funny at times, like with the dog treat story, but mm. sometimes it just, it just, it weighs down a little bit. And you're like, oh, geez, like, you know, did people just, is that just what I'm, what I am now? Um, and then probably then goes back to even, just not knowing where I want to go with myself at the moment, like work-wise, career-wise. Um, like I'm just sort of in limbo at the moment. I'm like, I feel like, geez, I'm 25. Kind of had an idea of where I want to go, but now I'm even doubting that. Um, where, where to from here? And then it's, can I go anywhere that I really want to go? Am I ever going to be successful because I'm, I'm me? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is, can I, I've never really been good at one particular, you know, like some people excel at one thing and then they're just okay at everything else. I feel like I'm just mediocre at everything. Like I'm, I don't excel at anything in particular. Um, and that's always sort of been something that I've like been not self-conscious about, but I, yeah, it sort of weighs down on me a little bit. I'm like, oh geez, like I'm not really good at anything, am I? You know, and it's, yeah. So that's always been a little bit tough as well. And then um, even stems like not being good sometimes like as a family member, I feel like I'm like a bit of a letdown sometimes like my sisters and mum and dad, like I just prefer to be by myself a lot of the time now. And like, I feel like they need me to be more present and I'm not, especially, you know, my sister Ruby, like I mentioned before, I don't really understand what she's going through and I feel like I can be distant sometimes. And I don't mean to be, it's just, I, you know, I just find it that way. And like, you know what I'm like as well. I sometimes make jokes when I shouldn't just because I get awkward and the only thing I know how to do is try and be funny, try and turn the situation around. So 
yeah, that's probably the biggest ones. Yeah. Um, Shit. No, that mate, that it's so good for you to to sort of open up and explain that because um, you're absolutely not alone. I feel like majority of people have the exact same thoughts about that sort of stuff and the insecurities about how people think of them. Like I think I mentioned that last week. Like it's you, you, you. you sh- I mean, I'm not going to say you shouldn't, but like it's you shouldn't feel like that's you're you're letting yourself down or letting other people down because that's just that's you you know you sort of just got to embrace yourself um and that's and that's something you learn to do but i think the first step is you know putting it out there and acknowledging it and um and for other people to hear as well because i mean i can i'm 100 percent sure i can speak for everyone in the room is that we all love you and we think you're great so you're definitely doing great things and you're not a let down to us and if if I'm going to pick one thing that you're good at and you're good at bloody doing a podcast. <laughs> so you're good at being a co-host um, and making great videos and, and audio and um, on your, all your graphics as well. So, um, no, nah, you're, you're, you're great, mate. But that's fine and it's completely okay to open up to that sort of stuff as well. So I'm glad you did. No, it's yeah, it feels good to say it. Um, it's one of those things you don't really, you don't really express much, obviously. Um, and don't get me wrong, if I could do this podcast as a full-time living, I absolutely would. Like, that that would be the dream. We will. It will be the dream. It is the dream. So, um, yeah, I'd absolutely love to do that. But, yeah, you, it's always going to be those thoughts that run through your head, especially when you don't really know where you're at and you see people around you, um, you know, sort of in a position that you'd want to be in. Um, like, not to make you feel uncomfortable, but, like, I mean, we're sitting here in your place right now. You've got yourself a new job. I'm thinking, geez, like, I wish I was doing something like that instead of, you know, I'm back working from a family business now, which, like, nothing wrong with the business. It's just I know it's not where I want to be. Yeah, but... Yeah, but yeah, like no, that's great. But I think the trap is comparing yourself to other people, because 100%. when I was when I was your age, I was having the exact same thoughts. Like I couldn't find a job. Um, you know, had no money. I was you know living like had to live with mum and dad. Um, you know, not a lot of good things were going on in my life. So it's just it's just how hard you want to work, and just you just keep chipping away at it. So and it's completely fine to feel like that. So it's yeah. You're, you're doing you're doing fine mate there's no rush with anything so keep chipping away at what you're doing so yeah we're trying to yeah trying to. working on it slowly yeah, so no, good. A, i know it's going to be a process but yeah I've, I've, I've accepted that now which i think is good um it's made yeah. it a lot easier just sort of thinking i'm in a good position i'm still working full time i'm making money and a lot of people aren't in that situation so i'm not worried in that sense i'm pretty content and i've got a good family that'll support me if i'm you know if i do struggle which i haven't yet touch wood but um yeah, it's been one of those things, I guess, I've sort of accepted now that I will eventually get to where I want to go. I've just got to figure out where that is, yeah. which was probably one of the bigger problems weighing me down. I was like, I don't know what I want to do. Everyone else yeah. seems to know what they're, where they're going, what they want. Yeah. And I have no idea. And I just, and then I'd start to feel immature, you know, like, mm. it's so like, am, am I ready to be an adult? Like, I want all these things. I want a house. I want to move out with a lease. I want to, you know get a dog together like all those things mm. that, you know i want to do is in terms of growing up and then it's like well i don't even know what i want to do career how i'm going to get these things like yeah. i know what i what i want in terms of like you know physically and all that but i don't know how to get it yeah that makes sense yeah absolutely now completely understand mate um have you like, like what if what if like what have you done like when these sort of situations and thoughts come up like like how, how are you, have you been masking it do you just like just push it away and go out get on the drink and is that how like is, like what like when when you're in that moment of like a like a negative spiral like how, what what usually goes on yeah it's an interesting one because and it's i think subconsciously a lot of the time i bury it 
without deliberately burying it, if that makes sense. Like it, it'll be there in the background, but that's where it'll stay. Um, and then once in a blue moon, um, it'll come forward. And usually then it's when I'm by myself um, and I'll just sort of, I'll just do something that sort of cheers me up, makes me happy. Um, you know, I'll chuck the PlayStation on, mm, you know, yeah. whatever it is, something like that. I'll call this and just have a chat. I won't say anything's wrong, but I'll just sort of, you know, have a chat, just sort of perks me up a little bit. And I'll just do things like that. Yeah. Um, I did go through a period as well, which I probably should have mentioned in hardships where, and actually this was probably a big one. I can't believe I skipped over this, but there was a period of time where I was just losing my temper constantly. And for those that know me pretty well, I'm usually a pretty chirpy guy, like real happy. Um, and then I was just got this phase. I was getting really angry all the time. And the only people I would take it out on were those closest to me. Um, and there was an incident like one night where, um, I got really upset with Alyssa and, you know, I thought, and we had a big argument and I just thought, oh, I got home that night and I thought, what have I done? Like, this is, if I keep this up, th this could genuinely be the end. Like, even more so than when I lost my passport, I thought this could be it. Um, I've really got to do something about it. And I started seeing a psychiatrist, which helped a lot. Um, I know you mentioned in the old episode that you went and saw a couple as well. And yeah, I saw one and he helped a lot. And I think... Since then, I still find moments where I'm getting really angry and I can feel myself starting to boil over. But I, know, I now know when I'm in those situations to just distance myself. So sometimes we'll be at the kitchen table, for example, and it could be the smallest thing. and I can just feel myself starting to get frustrated and annoyed. And instead of sitting there and just trying to like brush it aside and let it get worse, I'll just get up and I'll just go to my room and, mm. you know play playstation something that'll just keep my mind off it yep. and it might only be for 15 minutes yeah and i've calmed right down i go back and it's fine is that something the psychologist sort of told you to do like yeah he said to recognize when um i'm feeling this way and to try and distance myself the way he put it was um is basically picture yourself as a tap or, or a tank of water and when you get angry the tank's filling it's filling it's filling and when it's to the brim um, you're going to boil over and you're going you're gonna to lose your temper and you're going to go off at people that you don't want to. And he goes, when you feel yourself getting to that point, release the tap. Release the tap inside of the tank and you'll c calm down. So for me, that's just distancing myself, um, which, look, it doesn't, it doesn't often happen. If I come on a night out, it doesn't, doesn't usually happen um, to the point where like I'll have to just leave like a big group of friends or something like that. It normally happens in close situations like, not like this, but, you know, if we were having mm. dinner with the family or whatever, um, I might just get up, go to my room, and I don't feel like I'm being rude because it's my immediate family. And now they're all aware of the reason why I've probably walked out, um, and they all respect that, which is fantastic. So um, that's been a really big help for me is just recognising when I'm in a situation that I could react in a way I really don't want to react. Because, yeah, like I said, it's sometimes people will do wrong by me um, and I won't get angry at them, but I'll let it boil up, boil up, boil up, and then I'll end up just taking it out on, you know, someone really close to me, someone I love, and it's not their fault, and I, I shouldn't be doing that, but it's just, I guess they're the people I'm most comfortable with, so that just ends up, they just happen to, you know, be there at the wrong time sort of thing, and I don't want to be that guy. Like, I don't want to be that one that just cracks it all the time, gets angry, and like I said, that big argument with Elisa was I went home that night, and I thought, I've got to start seeing help. Like, no one told me to do it, I just thought... I have to do something because I could ruin this relationship and I don't know what, where I'll be if that happens. Mm. And I'm like, geez, if like if things have been difficult with the divorce, you know, finding out my mum wasn't well, um, the things my sister's going through and all that. If I like, if I lost my relationship as well, like, I don't know. Yeah. 
what where to from there. Yeah. So I saw I still got help, um, and it helped a lot. And I could look to be honest with you, I probably could use some more, and not in the sense that I'm struggling a lot at the moment, but just to keep on top of mental well being and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I'm doing pretty well at the moment, which is good. But yeah, I think it's always just a good idea to keep on top of things and um, keep yourself in check, which is yeah, which would be really good. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. And yeah, we, I think we spoke about that last week. Is just people see psychologists even if they've got nothing going on. It's sort of just good to just to check in as well, and um, and just even just talk about what's going on and just in that day or like a moment that's happening in your day. So um, I think it, it would be a great idea to just just check in, just you know, if, just revisit what you've been going through so um yes yeah, so i think i think that's great and i think it's great that you sort of admitted to it and accepted it and and seek your own help instead of someone going to do it for you so it's a real credit so yeah, abso- no, well done absolutely yeah thank you it's um it's been huge and i remember in high school i um <laughs> i never forget mum and i got into an argument and she told me something like i'm not letting you play football this year I, i'm pretty sure that was what what it was and I just cracked the shits and I'm like, nah, like I'm done, fuck you, I'm, you know. And anyway, mum thought that I was going, th- I was bat- I was like a bit, I was like going through depression. I just wasn't talking to her because I was pissed off with her because she said I couldn't yeah. play footy, right? Yeah. Um, so she rang the school and said, oh, can I have Quinn see the school psychiatrist? So they booked me in and I started seeing the school psychiatrist, but I was mentally fine. I was just angry with mum for like a week. So it wasn't even like it was a m- long period. But I found that going in, I think it was every se- every week or every second week, this school psychiatrist, even whilst nothing was going on, it was just good to have someone to chat to and get things off your mind. And then you ended up speaking about things that you didn't realise may have actually been bothering you anyway. And it ended up being really helpful. And then obviously once school finished, I didn't do that anymore. Um, but just thinking back to that now, I was thinking, why not? Like it, it was great back then. Obviously a little bit different because school psychiatrist was free. <laughs> yeah. so, you know but it, it it was so helpful back then that why wouldn't it be helpful now now that i'm still like i'm not going through anything at the moment thankfully touch wood but it'd be helpful yeah. and i found another thing i've been doing which has been really good um only recently through um you know listening to various podcasts and trying to seek advice and this sort of stuff is every morning i'm writing down whether it be in a book or just a loose piece of paper and i carry it around with me in my pocket all day just three things i'm grateful for for the day um and that way like especially being back at work now and things like I get angry at work a lot as well because I'm just like, oh, this bullshit, you shouldn't be doing this. Um, I'll just have a quick look at it and I'll be like, okay, it's not really that bad. Like yeah. I've got this, this and this just for t- and that. I'm yeah. like, And that's just for today, mm. let alone tomorrow, yesterday, all the rest of it. So that's been a big help for me as well, which I think, you know, obviously I'm not a psychiatrist myself, but I think it could help a lot of people just doing something simple like that. doesn't take much to wake up and think, what am I grateful for today? You know, and... Yeah. Being the bit of a you know bit of a nerd that I am, yesterday or was it today or yesterday I wrote down the new Spider Man trailer was released, <laughs> right? Which is it's comical, yeah. um, but I was grateful for it, yeah. and you know seeing it made me happy because like I'm into all that sort of stuff, yeah. and it made me happy. So I was like, "There's no rules to it, you know, yeah, exactly. whatever makes you happy." It can be something as simple as like I was what I, I was going to say, like you know, I used a fresh roll of toilet paper today. Yeah, I exactly mean, right. If that floats your boat, that well, you know what I mean. But that's you, you, you're able to get yourself a bubble tea at Southland. You know, that's <laughs> cold, something. cold brew coffee. <laughs> but no, exactly. Like, yeah. You know, tomorrow yeah. I could be like Starbucks. I'm grateful yeah. for Starbucks. Exactly. I reckon yeah. I've been to Starbucks once in seven years, but mm. you're still grateful for it. Exactly right. So because it got me through the rest of today. So yeah, it's little things, and I think it really has been pretty helpful to me as well. And then um, another big thing I know you can relate to this as well, but just keeping physically fit as well. And going, I've been doing a lot more running. 
Um, now the gyms are back open. We've gone to the gym as much as I can. And just like, it's corny, but you know, you release endorphins and you, do, you just feel better yep. after you do a workout. Um, obviously, it's not for everybody, but you know, I find it helps a lot for me as well. And I, when I, whenever I've been to the gym or even if I'm in a bad mood and I go to the gym, I usually come out feeling a lot better. Yep. Um, so yeah, Absolutely. that's been a big one for me. Yeah, no, that's huge, mate. It's huge. Um, well, shit, I don't know what else to say, to be honest. That was, uh, <laughs> that was amazing, uh, unbelievable. And I think everyone's going to be so bloody proud and, and happy to, to hear this episode as well. Um, I think you, I, th- I mean, I, I'm sure I can speak on behalf of both of us that, you know, this is something we've never really done before. And, um, and I feel like a lot of our mates uh, have never done this before. And for them to hear, you know, our sides and personal stuff like this could, could really open the door for a lot of other, um, not just blokes, but just everyone, people in general to open up and, um, and yeah, accept all their vulnerabilities and speak to about it with the people. So it's been great, mate. And I hope you've enjoyed these two episodes as well. I really have. It's been good. It's, um, geez, I'm so, I was sweating a little bit then. I was just getting, yeah. you know, nervous speaking at all. I've got the lights on me. It's, uh, <laughs> but no, I feel, feels good getting off my chest and I'm, no doubt, um, I'll be on the way home now and I'll think about things that I wanted to say or, you know, thought oh, I should have said that, but no, nah, it's been good just to talk about what I have spoken about. And obviously last week you went and it was fantastic. And yeah, like you said, if we can help, if this helps one other person, I think we've done our job. Yep, so absolutely. it's been a, it's been a massive um, couple of weeks for us in that sense. Um, and I really hope Lisa Hall enjoys uh, the next episode. <laughs> oh, geez. She's had way too much of a mention in this. Yeah. Way I've given her too much airtime. Air yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but, um, but unless you want to add anything else, I think that's that's pretty much it, mate. That was uh, that was fantastic. And um, if you haven't already, make sure you donate to our Movember page. We've only got a week or so to go, and um, all the all the funds matter for such a great cause. Um, as yeah, as we're doing it a bit different this year with this, instead of growing the mows and um, and all that sort of stuff. So all your help uh, really really helps. Um, but yeah, mate. Again, thanks again, and that was incredible. And I'm looking forward to uh, to listening back to it. Absolutely, thank you very much.